Another great episode of Mystery of Parenthood coming up. If you like what you hear, go to redsearadio.org, click on the donate button, and become a monthly sustaining member. Please support us. Thank you, and God bless. Yes, that means you uh, need to slow down and um, join us as we uh, begin the mystery of parenthood. We'd ask that you would uh, come and join us. And before we get started on our exciting topic, we'll uh, start as we always do with Steph and a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity. Grant that every family on earth may become for each successive generation a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. Grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth and love. And grant that love, strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in and through our families. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, Holy Family of Nazareth. Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray Pray for for us. The Father, Father, the Son, Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit, Amen. Amen. Yes, you have joined us, uh, the Mystery of Parenthood. You're listening to Red Sea Catholic Radio, KEDC 88.5 FM in the Brazos Valley, KYAR 98.3 FM in Central Texas, and KINF 107.9 FM in Palestine. I always forget to do my alphabet suit. All right. (laughs) And let them know we are everywhere. (laughs) So Stephanie and I are joined here by Thaddeus Romanski. Morning, guys. Uh, How are you? Great. Great. Love it. And we have from... I'm pumped about who we have on All the way across the pond, we have a regular, uh, Sean and Jessica McAfee are joining us uh, from Italy. How are y'all doing? We're doing very good. Thank you. All right. Well, we were... uh, running late we apologize but uh hey i guess y'all probably <laughs> it seems like even though it'll we've air, got kids even though we have kids that have gone off it'll air on time <laughs> as the kids have gone off i don't know what's happened the but. kids are all in bed so we're good that's good <laughs> i'm talking about our kids <laughs> we, we have three that i guess are gone and three at home but it seems like uh, we're busier than ever but it's kind of fitting with uh with y'all now y'all y'all how many how many kids can you remind everybody about what y'all are doing, where you are, your children, and then uh, we'll springboard into this topic, which ought to be a little fun. So, Sure. Yeah. Well, we live in Northern Italy. Um, I work for the army here um, as a department of army civilian. And uh, we've been here for about two and a half years and we have maybe a year and a half left. All right. And uh, Jessica is very involved with the parish community here for the, the Catholic women of the chapel. And I'm pretty involved with the uh, the uh, army, the the men's the men's group here. The they don't call them the men of the chapel; they're just the men's Catholic group. <laughs> just, the, <laughs> just the dudes who go the out dudes. and get burgers and beer and talk about Jesus, uh, um, and occasionally go on a cool pilgrimage destination. Yeah, we talked about that last time. We're here. That's right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, um, I don't know. I was I was looking through. Thaddeus brought this uh, this article to us and. It's uh, it's titled uh, Nine Things Parents Never Want to Hear from Strangers Again," um, with probably a, a little bit of a Catholic or, twist. Or nine things parents are tired of hearing from strangers. Right. <laughs> that would be a more appropriate. Title. Also, another way to title it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's funny that you not funny. It's maybe it's sad. I don't know. It, it's something. But uh, I was getting my haircut yesterday and and came up that we had. St- had six kids and she's like, I never wanted kids. I had three, you know, which was a chance to be. And I guess that's what we're going to kind of go through these, mm-hmm. these comments that are made that, you know, I said, well, so are you, uh, do you consider them a blessing now, now that they're 26, 12 or are they, were they really that bad? 
And she's like, oh, no, they were great. I said, hey. So sometimes we think we know what's best and, and uh, we're wrong. And God has other plans. God has other plans. So anyway, but I think that these are uh, these will be fun to go through. But um, you want to give credit to the for the article? How does he Matthew Walther? Matthew Walther. Yeah. Walther. So not Walter. I don't have a list. But it's W A L T H E R. So um, yeah, he's a a pundit for the week. Uh, writes a couple of articles, politics, culture, uh, each week. So. It's funny. He's a Catholic and I think father of maybe three or four girls. Wow. Um, so I enjoy, I enjoy reading him. Yeah. I've never, I've never seen him before, but I no. How many, how many of y'all have now McAfee's? We currently have four kids and they're seven, six now because he just had his birthday. Oh uh, yeah. That's today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Three and one. All right. Well, Felice compleanno. <laughs> we're Dan. We're Dan. Yeah. Our youngest. We are, the- are at... We're at the point we usually have kids every every two years, like she kind of hinted at there. And I'm kind of at the point now where I'm just like every day if she's like, Sean, we need to talk or if I just get this like weird, you know, text in the middle of the day to, to meet her somewhere. I'm just thinking she's going to like give me a card with a picture of uh, a pregnancy test. Pregnancy <laughs> just like ready. Which that that is a perfect springboard into one of the comp, the famous comments, which is. You know how that happens, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Teach NFP, so we definitely know. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, I'm amazed that, I, I don't know why, I guess we're just such outliers. I mean, because part of this is being countercultural and being open to those kind of comments. I guess what we need is to have some good comebacks. <laughs> For those, but that's what this show should be about. Develop like workshopping some comebacks. <laughs> but uh, you just need to make them feel real awkward if they say, "You know how that happens, right?" You just say, "No, explain." <laughs> I don't think I got the talk quite right. You help me out. <laughs> I think um, I think one of our friends has said, "Yeah," and we enjoy it. <laughs> oh, now that's that's gonna make uh, some awkward. Uh, <laughs> Conversation. That's, that's kind of positively uh, awkward, huh? But, yeah. So I, what's your excuse? Right. <laughs> but but I do think it's it's. I mean, this just does speak to the fact that I mean, and even three or four, it isn't like a huge. I mean, not by historical standards. Not by historical standards, and even I mean, I don't know. I, um, I do. Well, see, that's how he opens the article. He says that if you, you know. In American 2019, if you have three or four young children, you might as well be the people from Cheaper by the Dozen. And and that I really do get that, um, you know that 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 kind of vibe <laughs> mm-hmm. from you know from people. Um, so I you know yeah, I there, the one of, there wasn't one one of them that was not on here, uh, and and we can go through these. But one of them that was not on here is um, that I've gotten a lot in this town. Is um oh God bless you and it's not like like you got he blessed me it's like you poor poor thing <laughs> so I always responded help. yeah yeah like <laughs> oh, oh you're gonna need all the saints yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I usually respond he really did you know yeah. or something like that so are you okay <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know. Mm. I, this is a little bit going off this, but I, I, I try to point people back like that lady yesterday who was like, I, I never wanted any kids and was told I would never have any. And then my, then we had another one. And then it's always, you know, then it was, well, we needed to have another one so that this one wasn't lonely. And it's all these very pragmatic uh, things mm-hmm. that they give as answers. And I always want to try to point back when they, when they, because it always comes from, oh, I have six kids. And then it just, all of a sudden it's, oh, wow. <laughs> and I don't think it's that big a deal, but, but, um, but I guess what I'm saying is I try to point that my, my new tact is to try to point them back to what a blessing. I mean, I, you know, we did have, we did have somebody make a comment once that was like, oh, how, how awful. And I think Stephanie said something along the lines of, uh, Okay, which of these three do you want me to send back? <laughs> which pretty, which, 
So yeah, that was probably not my most grace filled. Yeah, it was that a grace filled <laughs> moment? But I, but I've been trying to think about how do you respond to somebody that makes one of these comments and point them back to I'm, we're really blessed. I mean, this is an awesome thing, and it is. It hadn't been easy, but at the same time, I mean, what good in life have you ever experienced that was easy? I mean, there's nothing that's worthwhile that's easy because part of it is the struggle. I don't know. I think it helps if, if I think it helps if you know whoever is telling you these comments. Like if if you work with them, maybe like I have in the past, and they have like one or none, and they're newlywed, and they hear you know they say I have four kids, and they say oh my gosh, your wife's a saint. Like first of all, I'm I'm deeply you know complimented to you know and and happy to hear that they think so well of us to hear that. But you can kind <laughs> of hear that that feeling of you know they're saying that because they they get the sense of anxiety. And I, and I guess I try to take like a, you know, I try to take an approach that's not, you know, too annoyed, but, you know, try to capitalize on the opportunity to help them, mm-hmm. you know, be a little less fearful, you know, of, of having several, maybe, maybe, maybe having a large family one day themselves. And so what I, what I usually do is I just say, you know, it's just a, you take it one at a time. You're not having them all at once. Maybe, maybe God does that to some people. <laughs> and that I am truly fearful of, <laughs> honestly. But, you know, the, the normal way is to have one at a time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, once, once they're, you know, kind of the point where they're, you know, I guess running, you know, they might not, might not be a smooth sailing ship, but, uh, you know, they're kind of running on the water a bit. Then the next one can come along and you usually don't have to manage too many of those little boats at once. So, uh, <laughs> I just try to kind of calm, calm their anxiety about it. Yeah. And also parenthood for one is way harder than it is for three because oh, totally... everything's brand new and, and they probably are overwhelmed if it's a parent of just one and they are trying to figure out how on earth are you doing this? Mm-hmm. I can't handle one. How are you doing this with five? I said that to a friend of mine and I was totally being sincere. You've got to teach me. Yeah. What am I doing wrong? And <laughs> and she was just so wonderful and encouraging. Yeah. And I respect every parent's, you know, need and right to parent in their own way. But like Jessica was kind of alluding to, I mean, everybody knows that your first kid, you're pretty protective of, you know, you right. you kid proof the whole house. And by your like fourth or maybe even your third kid, you're just like, whatever, they're going to get into it. Anyways. <laughs> you, you know, they're going to find some, you know, this, this, we've never had like the big bag of flour incident that some parents get, you know, at the kitchen. This week, you didn't get the text message for that. Really this week I woke up and it was the first time this has ever happened, but I go into the bathroom and there's like, Q-tips everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. And I'm like, my Q-tips. Uh, stuck in the dreams. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. And this was after a babysitter, so it was really a conversation we needed to have with her. But uh, <laughs> That's funny. What were they but, using? The you know, I mean, those kinds of things happen, and I don't know. They're not too frequent to, to make you think, you know, by your third, it's going to be just like it is on the one. So, Again, I think it, you know, if you can understand who's making the comment, it makes your response quite a bit easier. Well, and I, I don't know, my, I have a, a kind of a theory that, um, that I think that, you know, um, I mean, it, well, it's not a theory, it's true. Parenting is hard, but if, if you, if you remain purposeful and, and, per, and, you know, persevere and persist, it gets I think it gets easier and easier because the older ones that you've trained up kind of help you. They're those, they're that example. They hold their brothers and sisters accountable. Um, and you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, the only thing I ever realized was at one point when I was, you know, probably blowing my lid about something to the, to the youngers was I realized, you know, I've said this 8 million times and I thought to myself, yeah, but have I said it to you? <laughs> May have been, you know, the oh, other brother, <laughs> the other brother or sister, you know, have I really trained you and, and, and discipled you in this area? I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here fussing at you and maybe I need to point the finger at myself. So, but I really think that when, you know, and that is harder. Um, and I always hated, I don't know why it never sat with me when, when my kids were young, people would be like, well, pick your battles. You got to pick your battles. And I think it was as they got older and I saw that, you know, there's sometimes that there's a lot that can be a battle. And if you don't win the small battles, you lose the war. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, right. you know, 
Um, so and it's I, a war against those kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's a war against someday. what I think it is. Yes, yeah, some days it is. But I think it's a war. The war is in raising them in the time that we're raising them. <laughs> I think, yeah. you know, just this time of social media. And I mean, you know, it didn't, it, it, it never was easy. Just the difficulties changed, you know, um, I think when they're younger, right. it was more like physical safety and, and, you know, moral training that, that was kind of, you know, kind of, um, common sense, if you will. Uh, it's the olders, you know, trying to follow them on social media and help them navigate all of that, that, you know, has become very time consuming fun. Um, I love my, you know, my Instagram and my Facebook, I call it mommy cam. Because thankfully, kids <laughs> kids are not too smart about what they post. <laughs> so it's helped to aid in my prayer that they get caught. <laughs> and I do. So pray I think that. I have the. Um, I think I have the next title of my next book. It's going to be something like "Holy War Parenting" or something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That'll be a good Catholic. One. Catholic parenting at war. Fight, but, but fight I, the small war. battles to win the war. <laughs> but I, I do think that like these comments point to the fact that th there is some hostility <laughs> towards <laughs> towards just the idea that you would, might have more than, you know, two or the proverbial three if you had two boys and you want to take one more shot at getting a girl. I mean, it's like, it's like you know, trophies or something as opposed to... to uh, I think I think though I agree with Sean. I think it's underlying anxiety. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's. I mean, it may come out kind of hostily because the comments are so rude, but but I think the underlying is just anxiety because I think people's minds immediately go to you know, like how do you keep them all in line? How do you how do you raise them? You know that I mean, and it is. I mean, there were so many days it was like herding cats or trying to contain an ant pile, basically. But you know. Um, but I think it's, I think, and then finances, I, I know, you know, because invariably for us after the, do you know how that happens? Or boy, you have your hands full or, you know, oh God bless you, you know, was, how are you going to afford college? And that's when hey, I, and anybody that's when got I, an answer for that? Just, you know. Oh, I always, oh, I always, <laughs> yeah, well, I always said, well, if we're trying to afford college for six kids, that's going to be a good problem to have. Right. Because <laughs> that means they all went. Oh, man. <laughs> So, you know, <laughs> well, uh, any, any other ones on here that are, uh, I'm trying to, I'm looking oh, I love number four. Oh my gosh. Uh -huh. <laughs> this kind of makes me sad. Uh, yeah. it, it does make yeah. me sad. Well, go ahead. You, why don't you go ahead and, and give your take on it and I'll give mine. Oh, oh I, yeah. It, well, it's just the way it's worded kind of makes me makes me laugh. It's just out of it's titled out of the blue comments about vasectomies. <laughs> and even though like the topic of, of uh, what would you call it? The topic of receiving a vasectomy is, is you know, somewhat sad for me to, to hear, especially my closest friends or family, you know, all of a sudden spring it upon me. Hey, I'm getting one tomorrow. You know, it's not like it just does, it, it's a huge decision, but they just, you know, it, it was as if they decided to go you know, get a Costco registration card or something. And that's true. That, yeah. That casual now <laughs> yes. to go and do it. And that's the tone that they presented. And that, that part's sad to be, but it is kind of funny. Like it, just because it, it hits it right on the head. It's so accurate out of the blue comments. You'll say, I have four kids and they'll say, and you'll just hear someone say it. It happens all the time. They'll just say, you know what? That's why I had my vasectomy after one, you know, and <laughs> God, I mean, I don't know why you needed to tell me that, but <laughs> that's a th that's a crazy thing. I guess you, or are you just explaining why you only have one? I think that's the thing that we forget is a lot of people are just trying to, they feel guilty about it and they don't know how to process it in some way, and they're they see somebody who's processing it differently than they are, and so they got to say what where they're coming from, and so I always try to dig a little deeper when I hear those kind of comments. Because maybe they just have a totally different worldview is what it boils down to. And we did too. We're converts and we came into NFP after we were married. And, and it really did change my entire worldview, which I thought was extremely pro-life. But I had no idea what I was buying into. And I mean, a vasectomy is probably something that I might have brought up after we were done having as many as we thought we would have. But now I would never consider that because it's just appalling and it's 
I mean, why would you ever tell your partner, hey, you're inconvenient, change that? Yeah. Like it's, it's just, yeah, your biological availableness is not good for my desire to continue with my young life or I don't know what. And it goes both ways. <laughs> yeah. I mean, women get this with birth control. Men get it with vasectomies. Women get, women get it with getting their tubes tied. I think the thing that they don't consider is that it's not foolproof. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. A lot of them still end up getting pregnant. Right. And so then they're like, well, what the heck? I had surgery for this. And, and then they're more, I mean, they're more minded toward abortion, unfortunately, abortion in families that get surprise pregnancies, even though they're married is more and more common. But it's still, it's just, it, it really is fascinating how much we're overlooking it as a culture. And even as Catholics, um, you know, Catholics don't have the best track record on obeying our moral magisterium. But so it's just, it's just so shocking to to me as a convert is bought into this to learn how many people just either have never thought about it or never have even talked about it with anybody, let alone haven't been told it. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, you know, boldface said, hey, this is a part of the church's teaching not to, um, you know, not to get a vasectomy or a surgical way of being, you know, rid of your availability of having kids. Um, so while the comment is a little humorous, it brings up a very dark undertone for me. Mm. Yeah, and it's funny the, the 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 culture is more than comfortable bringing up their their view. We we ought to be a little bit more certainly within the church in in circumstances where people are coming to learn. You know, there ought to be there ought to be some um, boldness, I guess, and 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 saying, "Hey, this is it," and then and then trying to explain why. I mean, I can't imagine life as we're getting towards the end here and in terms of the in terms of the um, of our youngest or the triplets who are graduating and leaving it's been kind of front of you know mind for me that you know a year from now they'll have been in through you know six months or five months of college and and away and how much we've invested in them and how much we love them and how much I, you know, I can't imagine life without them. Um, and how proud I am, how proud we are of, of the kids and of what we accomplished together with, of course, God's grace. Cause I mean, if you'd asked me, that's why people always will say, one of the things they'll say is, well, I could never handle that many kids, whatever it is. And I'm like, you have no idea what you can handle. There's no way <laughs> that I would have ever, right. if you'd said, Hey, here's six, you know, you're going to have six. I, you know, I said, there's no way I could handle that many. So. Mm. Yeah. And you know, I guess as our culture kind of a, a preach, uh, uh, approaches this like hyper sensitive, uh, approach to parenting, you know, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like I talked about like child proofing your house. Well, imagine if that was like a law in some States, that's not unforeseen. Right. You know, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm using my imagination here, but I would not be surprised if that was, you know, I- illegal somewhere. I'm not talking about car seats and everything. I'm talking about, you know, the, uh, over, I guess the uh, over stimulus of making parenthood harder than it is with, you know, some of the expectations that we have of parents and, and, and really, you know, not allowing parents to have the freedom to, to, you know, raise their kids in the kind of environment that they want. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so as, as, as we kind of push that on, on youngsters and, uh, and into our culture, I'm, I'm thinking many people are kind of overwhelmed immediately by the requirements that it takes to have a kid, let alone, you know, what the state expects you you know, to do with that kind of thing. So when you come come forth and you say you have four, it, it looks like four times that responsibility, you know, rather than this just being something, hey, look, humans have been doing it. The, the best and the worst of us and the silliest of us have been doing this for, you know, generations and generations, thousands of years. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I, I just, uh, I find it also interesting when I think of the people that, you talk about behave, I, I, I find that, the, that and this is an overgeneralization, but I do think it has to do with the fact that they have to live together. That that it seems to me that unlike say what the way cheaper by the dozen put you know it looked like it was just a complete madhouse in that, which does happen. <laughs> it does it it does seem to me though that when I go around if I if that that many of the like single kids that don't have that interaction don't have all the talent. I mean, or all the tools that 
that a person that's part of a six person family has because they face it every day. They can't brush their teeth without having to ask, please, or, you know, work their way around. Wait their turn. Around. (laughs) I mean, it's not a shot at a a smaller number, but, but, but I do think that what they're not thinking about is the fact that inside the family with a larger group, sometimes you're able to teach more quickly and more readily because of the situations you find yourself in things that help them as they go out into the world. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I was talking uh, before we got started, I was telling y'all about the, uh, the ride home we had from the in-laws last night with um, the six month old scream, screaming, crying for half of the two hour trip. Oh my! And that sounds, you know, terrible and it, and it was not enjoyable. But the thing that also happened was I got to see my three oldest children huddled as, as much as they could in their, in their seats in the car around that little baby, shushing her, singing to her, trying to give her toys, doing everything that they could in the, the best spirit of charity and not at all uh, exasperated, trying to help that little child. Wow. And, and and stepping outside of themselves and their convenience because they wanted to watch a movie, but they put that aside. We didn't even insist that they do that. They just did, right? To try to help her and get her to sleep. And and that's I wish I would. I, I pray that I can remember stories like that more readily when I have encounters like these. So you can start off telling the story of the t- terrible car trip, and so you kind of get the person kind of on your side of like, yeah, I I knew that. I knew that having all those kids sucked. I knew it. (laughs) And then you can kind of flip it around on them and say, but but." look at this beautiful human uh, interaction and and selflessness that comes out. And I don't think people dissect it like that. You know, I mean, it's like, yeah. And that's what I need. And so I pray that I can remember that story for the future. Yeah. Well, and I know, you know, I won't ever forget. Because um, my in-laws never console me whenever I am whining in the car. <laughs> uh, I have an attitude problem. They, uh, they just uh, they don't help me at all. Well, well, and I just y'all talking too about um, you know NFP. I think that you know. <laughs> being Catholic and, 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 and having that beautiful teaching that, that we understand so well, that's another thing I think we need to remember in our evangelizing is that I think, you know, from the outside looking in, because so many more Catholics typically have large families, I think people think, yeah, that NFP, that doesn't work, you know, but it's like, you, we have to remember to say, um, you know, talk about that, Yes, but we we were open. We wanted to, you know, there were right. times that we, you know, that that a pregnancy was was, you know, delayed or we didn't, you know, have a child at this time, but then so uh, you know, to remember to kind of give kind of let NFP off the hook so to speak cuz I That's think not, yeah, that, I mean. Yeah, I think I think it gets right. a bad rap because people think well it doesn't work cuz look at all those poor Catholics. They don't <laughs> they don't use contraception. They use that NFP stuff and look at all the kids they have. And it's like, yeah, I want to stand on a mountaintop yeah. and go, we wanted to achieve. <laughs> and and you know, to... this isn't something that I'll just tell a stranger on the street, but the the bottom line is, is that children are the product of the love, right. you know, between exactly. you know, the familial love between a man and a woman. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, so when, the, when somebody sees a big family and, and you know, an enduring marriage, even through it, even through, through, <laughs> through that, you know, yeah. the, it, it's really like, you know, it's a big, beautiful bouquet of flowers. And, oh. and I, I don't think we understand that well enough in our in our culture. And it does take some maturity to see that. Yeah. <clears throat> There's also a funny one on here. Jessica oh. pointed out she loved the uh, the number five. <laughs> oh, I actually hate that one. Oh, I thought you thought uh, it was funny. Of all the things on this list, that's the one that gets me the most as a parent because it 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 rare it's cap captain safety bs <laughs> so it's basically when your kids running around in public like in a playground or something and somebody is helicopter parenting your child mm. for you wow. yeah. and nothing gets on my nerves worse than I've that i've never heard that term helicopter parenting oh really oh you um, haven't oh my oh, goodness very common yeah. is that like arnold schwarzenegger no <laughs> where you basically become 
Chapa. Baymax for your kid. Uh-huh. And you follow them everywhere and you prevent everything. And you hover over they, them like somebody else. But somebody, else, but somebody but else. somebody else starts doing it for your kid. And you're like, okay, first off, they're pointing out that I'm not parenting the way they think that I should be. Mm-hmm. And second yeah. of all, my kid's fine. <laughs> yeah. right. I have no idea how much they're feeding into what you're doing. It's okay if they eat sand. <laughs> Bears do that and they sleep nine months out of the year. <laughs> somebody, somebody thinks that my two-year-old shouldn't be able to climb steps. Well, this is my, my fourth two-year-old, so she's actually pretty proficient at it or I wouldn't let her do it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm standing right here should something happen. Or ten, if ten I'm... Ten steps below her. Right, right. Or... I guess the other one that gets to me, and and I don't have good answers for this, so I guess I'm asking for advice if you have it. Oh, is, I have it. Well, I'm asking for your <laughs> They have sex. Uh, I don't so think she was asking more, you, Sean. <laughs> just just <laughs> saying. Yeah, it's more that I'll be talking to one of my older kids and somebody will start tattletailing to me about something one of my kids is doing. Oh, they're climbing up the steps. Okay, Thank you. Let me parent. (laughs) I don't have a good way to say that generously without putting someone down because clearly they care. You give them a gauge like, hey, look, thank you. That's okay. But if they start to play with matches, can you let me know? (laughs) I don't know that that will go that well. (laughs) This is a small community. If they get my my gun out of my purse, Uh, now please let me know about that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, well, I, I remember a friend, a good friend, a little kid coming in and saying, "Trevor's Trevor caught a snake," and I was thinking, "Okay, it's a little grass snake. Okay, I'll go out here and check." And it was a copperhead. So what? Yeah, he he yeah. caught a copperhead in the yeah. backyard. Yeah, <laughs> he'd watched. We too were many, glad somebody tattled to me like <laughs> Steve Corwin or right. you know alligator Season. guy. Oh. But um, wow. Yeah. So yeah, that that was. Small mouth mason jar, too. Yeah. Like, I don't oh know gosh. how he did it. Uh, I don't either. I mean, actually, I do know. Was <laughs> guardian guardian angel. angels were working plenty on time. His <laughs> guardian angel is very tired. But I think, th- so that's the other that thing. That's huge. <laughs> that's the other thing that uh, that I think wow. that we can we can pass on is, you know, we we all care about our kids and we all are watching. We've all trained them to do things uh, and to act certain ways. And, and certainly it's helpful to have... Uh, people, you know, in the right circumstances tell you about it. But one of the things you have to do is, hey, look, you know, we've done all that we can. We've we've trained them. We are paying attention. But something bad could happen. But mm-hmm. we we just have to trust that, you know, God God's going to provide the guardian angel. It doesn't mean that I go say, hey, go across the street, three-year-old, guardian angel will take care of you. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to do that. But at the same time, I think part of sharing your faith is saying, look, we've done, we've done all that we can in this circumstance, all, and we're doing all that we can. So let's, you know, we, we believe that there's a guardian angel attached to him. And we ask the guardian angel all the time to watch, you know, I mean, I, Maybe that's another way to kind of engage somebody and that it's not just me and Stephanie. It's not just, you know, we can't have a camera on them, you know, a baby cam or whatever on them, you know, till they're they're 30, you know, (laughs) anyway, but I don't know what your thoughts about that, but I I, I think it is kind of, uh, it is kind of consistent with the, you know, I guess the biblical imagery that Jesus gives us where he tells us that, you know, we should be able to handle serpents. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm tell you. Like somewhere at the end of mark right oh man well we got yeah at the very yeah at the very Ooh. end but uh but yeah we that was we had to get because my son was like dad it was fine no big deal you know i watched steve corwin or whoever on the that's that's dating me but who who catches snakes all the time i'm like but you're seven you know <laughs> and that's okay you don't know the difference uh but um we had to get the little um the pest control guy, I said, look, I want you, you have complete autonomy to scare the heck out of my son. So, he's not listening to me. He's like, dad, don't worry. It's okay. So anyway. Um, we, I think what really happened is that your son asked you for an egg and you gave him a serpent. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what happened? I think, uh, I, did I ask for the Holy Spirit? <laughs> <laughs> But, I, I wanted to say I loved number seven, which is the comments about dad babysitting. Oh, that was one of my favorites. And I really liked what he wrote about 
um, <laughs> were met with, looks like dad is babysitting today. What? We do not babysit our own children. <laughs> we are their fathers. And it is occasionally both our duty and our pleasure to escort them to, say, the library without our wives. We don't deserve a medal or just parenting. I think that speaks so much to how the father is um, seen as a as a category in our, I find it in interesting. our culture today. I find it interesting with that being said that, you know, everybody else would take offense, you know, if the mother had some pre-designated, like if you say, well, mom's place is in the kitchen, you know, barefooted mm -hmm. and pregnant. Mm -hmm. I mean, dad's job is not to be in the library with the kids, but at work every day. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's amazing to me what in the society that we're in where they, they're so, I mean, tightly wound about certain comments, but they'll say the exact other side of the, of the coin and, and it doesn't even cross their mind that you're effectively saying the same thing. Yeah, but just in a different way. In a different way. So, um, I have a friend who uh, kind of won up to this one. It's about babysitting, but he posted on Facebook. This is several years ago. He says, "Looks looks like I'm playing mommy today." <laughs> <laughs> like, you mean being a dad? <laughs> I hope you're not playing mommy. <laughs> Some serious confusion there. Right. So, what does being a dad mean to you exactly? That's probably a good way to come. Why back. are your kids so confused by this? I think you should investigate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I don't know. I, th I I think that probably points to the fact that we do need to do a better job. It's a you know, dad needs to be a dad, mm -hmm. and whatever that means. But um, we'll be able to explain that to people, and and you know, the way I handle the kids is different. The way Stephanie. Not really because we sit down and say, okay, you handle that and I'll handle this, but I'm a man and she's a woman. There's a different way that we approach it. I have a different feel. It's just a different feel. It's going to look different. Mm -hmm. Feel different. But sometimes my wife does leave for like eight hours during a Saturday. And if I have to watch three or more of the kids, especially all four coming up next weekend, this weekend, baby. Yeah. yeah. This weekend, baby. <laughs> I feel like somebody needs to take me out for a little slice of pie or something. <laughs> Which makes me feel good. That's yeah. validation for what I do yeah. every day, day in and out. Oh, so yeah. I get it. Yeah, it makes me feel good that you're tired at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, and, and that actually points to I the. Hope you're miserable. <laughs> I take that. But I think that points Are you to having a good time. I also text a lot. It's terrible. Like, hey, everything going good? You know where everything is, right? Well, and sometimes I'll, I'll ignore those just so she can kind of maybe have some peace of mind. Which actually gives me anxiety. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jessica, internal clock is always ticking, and it tells me, hey, it's time to feed the kids. You should check to make sure that they've eaten. Sean's not answering me. I think it everybody. They're starving. Yeah. Maybe when they're older, that internal clock will turn off and I can chill a little better. I, Jessica, I, is it I also true? Oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Stephanie. No, no, no. But I think it does. I think it's when they're little that you think they've got to stay on their schedule. They've got to stay on their routine. And so, you know, it's kind of keeping dad because, you know, I don't know about your household, but, you know, dad was always Mr. Fun, you know, because. <laughs> Me? He, yes. That you, <laughs> you didn't keep things as structured as I did. Because <laughs> well, so, I'm not as structured as exactly, you are. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But that's when I realized, you know, and it took a while. I mean, but that's when I realized, you know what? That's okay. That it made them flexible. You know, it made them see. You now, do I want to be mm -hmm. like this, or do I want to be like this, or do I want to take a little from both? And you know, which is usually the case. I mean, you know. You but know, I will say this: that when you're gone, I'm glad when you're back because <laughs> I need the structure and I'm incapable of providing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <was> great. Yeah. <laughs> We're basically to better together than in a room and nobody <laughs> right. Tell day. me what to do. You can helicopter parent me. Helicopter spouse. Go to the park and kidnap one of them. Yeah. Uh, there was one on here I kind of I guess didn't identify with like terribly well and but I guess it is kind of a, a thoughtful comment. That's number eight. It's honest answers to the question, how did they behave? And I guess this is like you drop your your kids off for a babysitter. And I, I'm, gu I'm guessing because the page kind of cuts off here on, on my printout. But maybe you guys can help me with this. I think, I think the point was is whenever somebody else is watching your kids, you want to know how they behaved. You want them to give you like a straight answer other than, oh, they did fine. They were good. Um, you know, I want to hear about, I guess, the outbursts or uh, was was that kind of the point? He he says, no. yeah. he says, don't rub salt in the wound. Don't point Even, out all the things that the kids did. Say yeah. the kids were great and let the parents 
parents have a break. You see, I only I only said what I said to sound ignorant to set it up for a good conversation. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've I think that I I think most people are amazed. I mean, we have kids that act up. It's good to know when they don't behave correctly in terms of being able to walk them through. Hey, you probably should have handled it this way. Or I know that that's you know it's different at their house or when you're visiting someone else. I mean, whatever it is, but, but, um, but I love when the honest answer comes back, which I'm sure y'all have too. Hey, they were a joy. <laughs> I mean, not, they not just, Hey, it, you know, yeah, it, was, it was okay. I mean, when, I mean, I always tell the kids, look, I mean, that's how you honor. That's the fourth commandment. Right, you right, you exactly. honor us when, when somebody unsolicited says, Hey, they were really a joy to be around. And that's where you want to get. And of course, they're not always that way. Kids are kids. But that's part of the teaching too. So I'm not sure. I think I'm with you on the, I'd rather, I'd almost honestly rather have some honest feedback when they're not around. Because what I have found that's interesting, even to this day, is we see the worst in our house of our kids. You know, there's lots of times, more often than not, you're like, he really did that? You're like, he put up the dishes, you know, or, <laughs> or he made the bed or something like on that. The, on the next episode, we'll talk about how we see the worst of our spouses. <laughs> we'll have a separate interview with Jessica, and we'll have a separate interview with Sean. We'll to each other's interviews. <laughs> yeah. I don't appreciate honest feedback. I want to hear what I want to hear. It'll be like the, date, like the old well, dating game. I think there's a good balance. You don't want to be nitpicky and be like, well, right. at... 2.15, your kid did this, and then two minutes later, he did this. Right. But it's good to have that feedback. You want to know that your kids are respecting other adults and, Absolutely. and that they're doing the right thing and not pushing boundaries that they wouldn't with you, but it's a new adult, so maybe they will based on their personality. So I think there's a balance there because you do need to let people off the hook sometimes and be like, hey, I was the adult in charge, and I handled it, and it was fine. But if it's a recurring problem, then, yeah, you should probably address it. Yeah, but you also have the goal of wanting to find things to punish. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Well, uh, and I think, I mean, I, I think I kind of remember. It it's, been a, it's been a while since we've had to have a babysitter, but I kind of remember, like, um, preemptively telling babysitters, you know, hey, we're kind of having a struggle with this mm, and mm -hmm. this is how we're, we're trying to, to handle it. Interesting. Um, you know, so it was kind of a, a, a warning, but also a kind of a teaching moment for a babysitter. Cause most babysitters, I mean, and most babysitters, they're having so much fun that the kids usually don't end up, you know, having the struggle that they're having when, like you, like you said, Trey, with, with mom and dad, they're, they're having fun cause someone difference in the house and they're, you know, hopefully being paid attention to and, you know, um, but you know, that, that's, I think that's another way you can do that's it. That's a great suggestion. I've never even thought about that. Yeah. yeah just, we actually have a great babysitter now who comes over once a week. And part of the reason that I get her, even if it's just for an hour once a week is so that she has the ability to figure out what's going on with the kids at all times. Mm -hmm. And so she's on top of it when, when things are going on and she's a friend too. So I can just talk to her and tell, talk to her about what's going on. And like, we mm -hmm. decided to start having new roles when, kids need to pick up after themselves. There's four of them. So that doesn't mean that there necessarily only can be four toys out at a time, but having the whole place totaled isn't cool either. Yeah. So, no, it is not. And she jumped right on board and it's wonderful. And I mean, you've got to work with your babysitters too, because they, they don't want you coming home stressed out. Yeah. Again, the same thing happens with spouses. You know, you can't have four toys out at a time and leave the house a mess. I know. I keep telling you that. <laughs> You can't have four <laughs> bottles of liquor out at the same time, Sean. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but that's what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> but that's but that's a great. I mean, I think that is um, a great point, Jessica. Is that you know to, um, you know to to be able to, and, and I think that's what happened with us too, with all of our St. Mary's kids, is they were really embedded in our lives, and so they were very much almost a part of our family. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and I, we, Trey and I laugh now because, I mean, I, you know, I think we must have done relatively well. We didn't freak too many of them out because I think the only, I think the the smallest amount of kids one of our babysitters has is three. <laughs> right. I remember coming home. Everybody else has the, 
when way the, more than that. Yeah, I remember coming home. Oh, now that they're married and having yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. We're that we old. had the we're triplets, but there were six, and we first had our first foray out, and had this girl that had kind of known the kids for a while come over and say, "I'm going to spend the night." I, I, I promise you, we walked into the bathroom in the garage, walked into the laundry room, and the laundry room had a door, and she was had shut herself in the laundry room. So when we opened the door. The door to the rest of the house was closed and she was standing right there and her eyes were like three sizes too big. And the first words out of her mouth were, how do you do this? <laughs> and I thought, I thought, I thought, oh, that girl will never have children. And she's got four or five. She has four. She yeah, has four, four or yeah. five yeah. now. Yeah. I said, so. Well, and let me just, prep, let me just uh, follow that up with, <laughs> she, all the kids were safe. <laughs> no, they were. It was, it no. was, she was locked in the, in the, in the, because Madison, our number two, cried incessantly to go to sleep. Like, that's how she settled herself. Um, and so, and I, so I told her, I said, listen, I don't, you know, I know you why. may want to go get her and, you know, but if you'll just give it a little time, she, I promise you, she will set, just make don't sure. Don't keep picking her up. Yeah. Don't just make sure she's dry. Make sure she, you know, all that kind of stuff, but she will settle just, and she was like, I couldn't stand listening to her cry. <laughs> so she yeah, yeah, the laundry room. Yeah, That's the rest of the story. <laughs> At least it's not the opposite. At least you didn't have a babysitter who just automatically assumes that, you know, that's the way every baby sues themselves is they just need to cry for, you know, <laughs> yeah. five hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little extreme. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. have about a little under a five minutes or a little under six minutes, a little under six minutes. Yeah. I, I, um, the one that, the one that reminded me is, you know, oh, you had your boy or oh, you had your girl, like you're checking off. I've got enough. To this day, still people, they can't believe we would have taken more than the six that we have. I mean, we, we would have, <laughs> but how many people will tell the story when they, when, when they, you know, they, they're friends and they'll tell the story and they said they were trying for four and they had six as if like four was it like that we would have stopped at four. And it's the same type of, you know, trying to explain away the fact that we have six kids by, Oh, they were really just trying to have four, you know, to even up the, and, and, Again, even in that, like, <laughs> there's such control they're, issues. They're like and control I'm a control issue. freak, so I, you know, I definitely hear that. But wow, yeah, are the are just the whole, like, you have to have a boy and a girl, like that whole. Uh, that's something blows my. I don't understand that. Like, that I once never, you do, then you should stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially. I and and listen, I actually have a a a, a dear Christian friend who. Um, they had, they had two, they had a boy and a girl and they stopped because, um, they wanted to travel and that way they weren't going to have to get more than one hotel room. Yeah. There's some, <laughs> I mean, practicality like, that wow. is brought in. I mean, I, we had a doctor tell us early on, particularly as we were struggling, believe it or not. And, and, and the real reason we have six kids is I had the crazy prayer of God, if you'll just give us one, I'll take as many as you send us. <laughs> but that's because we were told we never have kids. Yeah. But that, that doctor, part of his spiel talking to us was, it's amazing that anybody ever gets pregnant. So to, to have, it's such a godsend because to all the things that have to go right. Right, right. You know, everybody, you see all the people who are pregnant, but but in reality, it's not as easy as saying, hey, you know, I want number two now or I want number three now. It's not, you know, like as if you just snap your fingers, snap your fingers and say, hey, send them our way. Because that's how it works, right? I mean, just you snap your fingers, right? <laughs> well, I mean. We can talk to you after the show. Oh, okay. okay thanks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, I don't. I don't want to be the dissenter from any of the the great comments that you've made at all. But we we were after three boys. We were really happy when we did have a girl. And you know, I'll admit there was kind of like yes. a finally feeling. I mean, we we did want you know oh, both absolutely. sexes. Yeah. I was so grateful um, that but, we have. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the, oh, yeah, like the no. writer says, he said he said this is basically if you have say two girls or boy, the middle child is an unwanted appendage. And of course, we would never treat it like that, but. You know, there is a, a reasonable, you know, joy that comes with, you know, raising, you know, getting the broad experience of raising both sexes. And oh, very, it is very rewarding and it does do good for the household, too. So mm -hmm. we absolutely. were very happy when we did get our girl. Right. Absolutely. You know, I, think I will so. say I get that a lot going around because we have three boys and then our girl and and people will bring that up. And the first thing that comes into my mind is, 
my first two are extremely aware of what you're saying. Mm. Oh, yeah. Right. And are you saying that one or two of them, their brother Dominic or one of them was unwanted or we were disappointed? Not at all. So Mm. that's the one where I actually do get a little snippy with people because I don't. I don't handle that one very generously all the time. I typically am very generous in my answers until it gets to that one because I want to make it very clear to my kids that no, that is not at all what the situation was. And we would have been thrilled to have a boy. In fact, we had a boy's name picked out. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. before we had a girl's name picked out because we have boys. And just to drive home Jessica's first point that the kids are listening like actively. I remember when Gabriel was about to turn four years old. His brother, who was two years behind him, had already almost outgrown him, and he has outgrown him now. And so even Tristan, turning four years old, somebody said, oh, are they twins? And Gabriel came up after about like the 70th time of somebody asking, and he just says the sweetest thing. He says, no, I was just small. <laughs> you know, and, and it was kind of like, it was, it was funny, so but it was, it was also but really sweet and heartbreaking to hear like yeah. that he's been told that so many times. You know, like that he's been reminded of, of his, I don't know, smallness, uh, his smallness yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so many times. But it, it was it was really stunning also to hear like an early four years old for him to notice that. Uh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, we always tell our triplet that's kind of the smaller boy that God, God couldn't give you a, a, a big personality and a big heart and a big body. <laughs> so you just got the big personality. <laughs> you got the big personality and big heart. Yeah. That's good. That's really uh, good. <clears throat> well. I know we're drawing yeah, too close. Thank y'all so much for your time and goes fast. The late, yes, the, the uh, our <laughs> my being late for sure. But I appreciate y'all bearing with us Absolutely. and being there. We sure enjoy having you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely, yeah, this is always a pleasure. We enjoy it. We always, we always feel like by the end we're like we're, it's already done. I know uh, it's it always does go crazy. by so quickly. But we'll, we'll look forward I'm to having gonna, you back soon. Um, go I'm going to do our verse. Um, our our family our family motto actually is verse Psalm thirty seven three through five. And we've just kind of basically cut it down to trust God, do good, and he will act. So he'll take care of you and your parenting. Just trust God, do good, and he will act. It's uh, kind of our summary of 37, 3 through 5, Psalm 37, 3 through 5. So remember, only God can help you take the mystery out of parenthood. Pray, parent with a purpose, and prepare for God to amaze you. And he will. God bless. God bless.